Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I am the worship pastor here at Compass Point, and today with me is Pastor Paul Eastwood. Here again. That's right. Good to be uh, here. We are in our second week of our series on habits, a great way to start off your 2020, great way to start off the new year. Um, do you want to give us a little recap, Paul? Do you yeah. want to tell us what, what we heard? Well, we're, we're back into the series and we just kind of had this, I, I think a lot of us want to press the reset button in, in the new year. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a new start, kind of like the beginning of a new season. It, it kind of, there's a freshness to it. And so I think there's a lot of people that want to leave some things in the past and maybe want to begin some things. And so we've decided as a church, we said, okay, what are some of the things that, that we think are going to lead to the, the largest change in our lives? Because our whole focus has been about living differently. And specifically this year, we want to be about living intentionally. And so in order for us to follow God's lead and lean into his mission in our lives and uh, understand where he's got us placed and how we can interact and, and what we should be doing, uh, we've been talking about a couple of different habits. And so we started with this idea of, of prayer was was foundational. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the second one is really, it's almost combined with the first one. And it's really about reading the Bible, um, getting into the word of God and and doing that. And so we talked about this idea um, about, and, and we what we did was we talked about the idea of uh, finding wisdom in the Bible. Because yeah. I think we all have those experiences where people come to us and they ask us questions that aren't answerable in the words of scripture. For instance, <laughs> they'll say, you know, I'm, I'm in a destructive relationship where, you know, there's, uh, there's substance abuse involved or there's, you know, whatever. And how do I know where's the line and what do I, it's like, well, I can't point you to chapter and verse that's going to help you specifically answer that question. Mm-hmm. But wisdom does come from the Lord and, and we're told that in scripture. And what we know is that we can go with those kinds of issues and problems and find wisdom to face what we're facing. Yeah. And so it's, uh, you know, I talked a little bit about this idea that the Bible has answers, but I don't want to give you the impression that the 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 specific answer for a very specific issue is going to be found in, in the Bible. The answer is going to be found more in this idea of understanding and wisdom yeah. and being able to go through it in a proper way. And if you've, if you've read or studied the Proverbs, which is one of the wisdom books of the Bible, right? All these little great sayings that remind us of truth. There are times where they actually contradict, where right. in a verse it'll say, do this, and then in the three verses later, it'll say, "Do the opposite thing," and you're like, "Wait a minute, what does this? What does this mean?" And it's that, it's that, right? It's, yeah. There's wisdom in in context. In you know, you can't always have a cut and dry answer. That's right. And, and you pointed us to um, to Jesus's interactions with with two of his followers, Mary and Martha. Yeah. Um, this well known story where he's at their house and um, running around preparing a meal, and 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 what Jesus says is, "You need one thing just to sit at my feet." Right? Yeah. Um, and and to get this wisdom and and to get this wisdom from the presence of jesus so so how do we do that yeah i mean that's a good question i i think we can all relate to 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 that whole story of mary and martha and sometimes when we look at that passage we get really uh thick into the weeds and the details and we think you know but i think if you just draw back for a moment and look at that story uh on the whole just Mm. as as a big picture you see the, the what's being compared is the busyness of life and the stresses of life with the simplicity of just being mm-hmm. and listening and waiting and pausing yeah. in the presence of God. And those two things are so often at odds, especially here in North America. We are just flying around most of the time in our lives. Mm-hmm. And the question is, how do we find time to stop and pause and reflect and listen? And how do we listen Prayer is part of that, but the other way that God speaks to us, probably more than anything else, is through His Word, through yeah. the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and like you were just saying, right, we're busy, we're, we're flying around this year for us, we've talked about living intentionally. Right. Uh, and this, this is all part of this is it, it actually takes effort. It takes thought. It takes space to sit at the feet of Jesus and to, to intentionally consider our lives and intentionally make changes. Right. So we're talking about habits here. You've mentioned a couple times, this idea of keystone, keystone habits, and you read a, a bit from, uh, Charles Duhigg. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give us just a, a working definition of a keystone habit and why it's important? Well, key, uh, Duhigg describes keystone habits as small changes or habits that people introduce into their routines that unintentionally carry over into other aspects of their lives. Mm. And so the idea is that there are there is often the one thing that you can attack in terms yeah. of making a difference in your life that will start to change other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so an example might be um, getting to getting better sleep. Getting better sleep might lead to uh, you know a, a desire or at least a a readiness to go and exercise. It mm-hmm. and you know which also leads to um, you know eating better, which also leads to all these things. And so what we see is that often uh, habits are lined up like dominoes. Yeah. And if you can figure out what that first domino is to hit, mm-hmm. then the other ones start to fall in line. Yeah. And a perfect, a good example of this would be, um, uh, you know, one of the best swimmers in the world, uh, Michael Phelps. Uh, he is a uh, someone as many athletes are who is absolutely filled with all kinds of rituals and routines that he does. Yep. I mean, everything from when he gets to the pool to goes to a race, every step is measured, and he knows everything. Mm-hmm. And, and for him, um, Charles Duhigg uses his story in the book, and he describes a time when he was in the Olympics in Beijing, and things went horribly wrong for him. His, gla- his goggles filled up with water, and he couldn't see, and he was basically swimming blind. Uh, but he had gone through these things so often that he knew exactly how many strokes he needed and where he was in the pool, even though he couldn't yeah. see anything. He reaches out, touches the wall, pulls off his goggles that are filled with water, looks up, and he sees that he's got a world record. Hmm. So here's a guy who just got a world record swimming completely blind. Yeah. How does somebody do that? And you could point to a lot of the different habits that he has that that allow him, you know, in terms of his eating and everything else. But what Charles Duhigg does is he goes back to a coach that got connected with Michael Phelps early on in his career, and he helped him uh, with this idea of visualization. Mm. And for Michael Phelps, visualization is the one keystone habit that changes everything else. Sure. He does this over and over and over and over again. He sees himself winning the race, swimming through, and all this, all that. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is this keystone habit that he gets connected to early on in his career actually begins to have effects and it allows him to one day in the Beijing Olympics win a gold medal when he can't even see. Yeah. And and so that's the kind of idea behind this idea of keystone habits. What is that first domino? What is that mm-hmm. one thing that if we can figure that out, it starts to push everything else forward? Yeah, and I, I was just, uh, to a book I'm reading, talking about, um, ironically, there was a story about someone building a stone gate um, and, and a stone archway. Uh, and, and the word keystone obviously comes from this this old That's idea right. of of the stone in the top. You build these things up, you put them on a form, and you put a stone in the top, which holds everything together, right? And and that's that's often like our habits. We've got all these pieces on the side; they're all good. But unless we've got that keystone, everything seems to fall apart. We can kind of put it in place; it might stay for a little while, but it'll fall down. Um, and I mean, part of the reason we're doing this series is we know. Um, I think all of us know we need better habits. We we all struggle to do some of these things we want, and I think these these things we're talking about, like prayer, like like studying Jesus and studying the Bible, um, are are really key 
in in developing these other habits and and yeah. one of these might be a keystone habit for you or they can all be keystone habits in different ways yeah um, but let's let's get in a little bit to to what it is to study and, and what it is to study Jesus um, yeah we, we talked about you, you talked about how the Bible is this place of wisdom which I think is super great um, and true we live in a society that has a lot of knowledge and we've got access to it through our smartphones so so how yeah. do we balance this difference between knowledge and wisdom is is there a difference how do we how do we seek wisdom do we ignore knowledge do we get as much as we can what, yeah. what do we do yeah i wish you were preaching on sunday because that's a really helpful <laughs> instruction or helpful sort of point and I'm i didn't really I go into that <laughs> no no but i i think you're you're right on it's really important because um there is a difference between knowledge and wisdom uh, and and in some cases you know knowledge uh can lead to wisdom uh but you know, it, and, and so that's that's part of it as well. And I think I don't think that we should be afraid of knowledge or filling ourselves up with more understanding or or um, more knowledge when it comes to God's word or you know different things like that. Mm. It, it's sort of the how theology sort of fits in with with um, with the Bible. Yeah. A lot of theology, like so, theology has been formed in in um, there's a the whole area of study called systematic theology where. Uh, where a theology is developed out of reading the Bible in a particular way, the details of those of the theological assertions are not actually found in the pages of Scripture exactly as as people can assert them today. But mm -hmm. you can collect all of this different information and bring it together to have some understanding. Yep. And to me, what I would say a lot of times, people because I study theology in university, and and sometimes I feel like theologians are some are are, are some of the. Um, the people who are kind of pushed to the outside the most because inside the church people say to them hey you know all you need to do is trust jesus and mm -hmm. so they just ignore what th that that knowledge side of it and then you have um, people outside the church who think you're weird anyway and so that <laughs> you know that yep. kind of is part of it but i would say that i think that knowledge gaining an understanding of theology actually helps us gain wisdom as mm -hmm. we read the pages of scripture and I'm not saying you need a university degree or anything, but but doing reading on the side or trying to understand concepts or ideas does actually help you understand, you know, uh, where to find wisdom and how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I would give you an example is, is how do we pray? Um, you know, the Bible talks about some specific patterns of prayer, and we shared that last week. But if you have a particular understanding about the way that God works, it changes the way you pray. You know, yeah. do you believe that God can change your circumstances? Do you believe that um, that God is going to be, um, it, it, you know, there's a lot of different things that come into this idea of prayer and it changes us. So there is this balance where we need both knowledge and wisdom. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm answering your question. No, that, that's, Maybe take that, us deeper down the hole, but. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll attempt. Um, I think that's really good. I think you do, you, you can't just, flip open the Bible and start reading and, and assume that you're going to understand what's going right. on there. Um, right. I mean, at the very least, you need to know how language works, our yeah. language, right? You, <laughs> sure. you need to be able to read it. So you need some, some working knowledge. Yeah. Um, and, and it is a rabbit hole in the sense that you can, you can go to university. You can, you can get graduate degrees in this stuff. You can l learn from world leading experts and they often have a lot of good stuff to say. Uh, but there is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowing about the Bible, knowing how to read the Bible, knowing context, all very good. And some of us need to get more of that and, and, and spend more time doing that instead of just flipping the Bible open. Right. Um, helpful. But if it's not leading to biblical wisdom, if it's right. not leading to lives live differently, yeah. it's empty. Yeah. Uh, and the Bible warns against that too. Yeah. Um, but you, you probably can't get wisdom mm -hmm. if you don't at least have some knowledge in there. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I would say too, that one of the things we forget sometimes is the work of the Holy spirit in all of this. Yeah. Right. So we all have access to a, um, a source of, uh, of wisdom or knowledge based on the fact that we're, there's a connection through the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And with, with the work of the Holy Spirit, there is a, a, an illuminating that happens uh, when we open the pages of Scripture. And sometimes yeah. uh, God points us to something very specific for us in our particular time or moment. Mm-hmm. And we can all probably point to times when we flipped open the Bible and found something and said, oh, that's for me right now. Yeah. Um, and so there's a part of that as well. But certainly what we're talking about is not necessarily a pursuit of knowledge as the goal here. It's the pursuit sure. of wisdom. And again, I would draw us back to the initial story that we said you know, there are lots of different habits that we could establish as these keystone habits. But but I think what Jesus said is that the, there is one thing that's needed. Mm. Mary chose the right thing. And what Mary chose was she saw these two things on, on the end of the, the spectrum. It's either am I going to jump into the busyness and craziness and, and um, you know, preparing and all that in life? Or am I going to pause and rest and be with Jesus? And mm-hmm. so any of those habits that we're forming need to be pointing us back to the person of Jesus, which is why when we talked about this idea of learning uh, Jesus, this idea of studying the Bible is not just about reading the Bible from cover to cover to get as much information as we can, yeah. knowledge, yeah. but we are reading with Jesus in mind. Mm-hmm. And I would say specifically, I think that we need to do a better job as Christians of of uh, immersing ourselves or steeping ourselves in an understanding of who Jesus is. Yeah. And so whatever else you're doing or reading or, you know, doing in community or in Bible study or whatever you're doing, I would say, I would add on a, an opportunity to, you know, read through the gospels mm-hmm. or, um, or watch a movie about Jesus or read a book about Jesus, something like yeah. that to get yourself. And, in. and even if you are reading through the old Testament, you're not reading through the gospels, ask yourself, where do I see Jesus right. in this? What exactly. in this story points me to this? Like we've, we've got the narrative, right? We know that Jesus comes and he's yeah. the fulfillment of so many of these things. Um, so, so yeah, re- really, really wrestle with that, um, as much as you can. And, and there's so much, so much good in seeing Jesus there, um, in, in learning that. Yep. Uh, so, so let me ask again, I, I think we do need some knowledge to get to wisdom. Yep. So what are the tools that you use? Uh, yep. What are the tools we'd recommend for people to, to get enough knowledge that you can really mine deeper for wisdom? Sure. Uh, I mean, we've never, we've obviously the information age gives us all kinds of access to information. One of the uh, simple resource uh, that I think is, um, um, is is a really easy one is uh, uh, is a website uh, I believe it's Lumina I'm thinking Lumina, um, yeah. which is which is a website that I go to all the time in fact I've got a bookmarked um, in my so that's why I don't remember the name of it but I think it's Lumina and it it is uh, uses the net Bible net Bible and it's a it's a resource that you can go to and you know you can uh, look at different passages see different notes um different translations you could do word studies word search all kinds of different things that go along with it so that's a a pretty simple tool that you can use yeah and um i mean the bible app is great um again they've got it's all all kinds of bible translations you can have it on your phone um they've got great reading plans um some some good cues in there so that's a good one yeah in fact i would say that if you don't have the bible app i'm (laughs) if you've got a smartphone yeah not as if that not as if uh yeah it's it's i have uh, no axe to grind here but i would just say that if you don't have the bible app on your phone and you have a smartphone then you need to get it that's like step one yeah especially if you're exploring and just figuring things out uh, it's a great place to go they even Mm -hmm. have lots of resources for kids yeah 
fantastic as well. Another place I would go to, I would definitely, definitely go to is something called the Bible Project. So good. Start um, there. Yep. It it has, a, there is a, an app that they have called Read Scripture, I think it is, which is an app that's put out by the Bible Project, mm-hmm. and it, it helps you read through the Bible, and it, it has videos kind of stuck in there, which helps me, my my mind wanders. Yeah, their, their videos, um, so they do these, like, usually 10-minute videos yep. or a little less, um, kind of giving you context for a book, walking you through a book. I would say, I mean, Paul and I, we've, we've both been through seminary and we've done lots of Bible classes. If you can watch those videos, you're getting kind of Bible class quality content. You're just getting it in 10 minutes in a video and it will give you so much good background knowledge so that you can mine the scriptures for wisdom. Absolutely. Um, And so that you can see Jesus in them. So often they kind of point to Jesus in that. So I would, that's definitely a great resource. And I mean, if you're looking for more, if you're, if you're not an app person and you want books, uh, come talk to us. Both of our offices are full of random commentaries and great resources we can point you to or um, things on specific things. Again, we'll point you to authors. We'd love to connect with you. Um, But those are some great resources, Paul. Um, We're talking about habits here uh, and, and we're saying, you know, make sure that you have a habit of reading scripture and that you add in, in some way, studying Jesus. So my question would be, what do we take out? Um, I, I know my my own habits, my own dispensation would be, oh, I wanna do this awesome thing, I'm gonna commit to doing it, and I don't really thoughtfully engage with, what do I need to remove so that I can do this? Um, should I read less of the Old Testament and more of the New Testament, is that what you're saying? Or do I need to do less of something else? Well, I mean, it, I guess it really depends on on where you're at, because um, okay. I, I would say that uh, you know reading the Bible and and getting into the Word is uh, is priority number one. And if you are having trouble getting into the Word or or finding a place to start, then I would say start in the Gospels. Uh, start with Jesus. It it uh, it reads a little easier, gets you in a little quicker. Um, now, and for those for those people who are avid studiers of the Bible and are already um, you know, involved in all kinds of different things, whether they have different, whatever they're using to do that, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, add something and take something else out in terms of life situations, whatever, you know, sure. um, uh, maybe it's, you know, watching that episode of Curse of Oak Island or whatever it is. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and no one else watches can... that, Paul. It's just you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, apparently. And uh, no, but, and, 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 you know, instead of doing that, then spend some time in the gospels or spend yeah. some, some additional time studying Jesus. Uh, but I always think that the best way to uh, to uh, create a new habit is to replace old ones. Mm. And so uh, that takes some time and effort, and it also takes uh, real intention, uh, intentionality. I think we really need to be thinking carefully about, um, you know, how we're, uh, uh, or, or what we're taking out so that we can uh, add something in. Okay, yeah. So So there are, I mean, it probably looks different for every one of us, but but there are things I'm sure you could take out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, I, think, I mean, this is the hard thing about habits and this is the hard thing about communicating publicly with a large group of people, right? Some of us probably yeah. need more Jesus um, and this reminder to get more wisdom and really start digging in there. Some of us probably need to start by not just flipping our Bible open and, and getting a bit of knowledge so that we can get to wisdom. So, I, I mean, practice last week's habit, which is prayer. Practice, yeah. you know, if you're going to do something this week, spend a little time in prayer asking God, what is yep. it you need to develop as a habit around scripture this week? Yeah, because How is it you can know Jesus more. Yeah, and what I would say, Dave, is that that the one thing that we all share in common, wherever we are in our spiritual journey, mm-hmm. if we want to create uh, this kind of new habit or even identify a keystone habit for ourselves, 
what everybody has in common is that it takes a plan yeah. and it takes it takes thinking it through. And so, as you said, you can something you can be praying about, something you can talk to friends about, mm-hmm. um, and you know, in the context of relationships, uh, start having some conversations about. Okay, what do you do? And then, or you know, how can I do this differently? Or what are some things that you found helpful? Or and and experiment even in your own life. Is it better for me to read in the morning? Is it better for me to read at night? Is it better for me to read at lunch? Is it, you know, and find yep. something that works for you. But make a plan. Be intentional. Be systematic, and find a solution uh, that will get you to the feet of Jesus more often. Great. Uh, any closing thoughts? Or are we we good there? I think that's. I mean, you know, again, just whatever you can do to to put yourself in the presence of God. Uh, is going to make the biggest impact in your life. I love it. Thanks for listening along this week. We'll be back next week with more Postscript.